Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans, and welcome to episode 236 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we talk about the new Nebraska Athletic Director, Big Ten Media Days, and conference realignment. Uh, question mark, yeah. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Just it's so hot, I'm going to have a heat stroke. It is. It is steamy out there. You know, that's also a way that people describe me. So hot that they want to have heat stroke? No, it's just steamy. Steam. Oh, gotcha. Have you, uh, I feel like it's been a little while since you and I talked. It has. I mean, especially when you consider that with the, with the interviews you've been conducting, some weeks we don't really talk to each other. It's just texting or messaging back and forth. And I'm like, yep, I'll get this put up and yep. ready to rock. And so, yeah, probably the last time we talked was, uh, what was it? Have we that talked in we, July. We reacted to something that happened oh, Moose. in June. Moose, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Seemed like ages ago. Yep. Well, since then, uh, <laughs> we have a new AD. That's um, right. Did you see that coming? I didn't see Trev Alberts coming. You know, it's funny. He was such an obvious choice that I guess I forgot about him, mm-hmm. and that really is largely. I think due to the fact that with the last two openings, he's been like, no, I'm good at UNL. Right. Um, and so I, maybe that's why I just didn't think of him. He was so, uh, and I, you know, I really respect that about him. He, he had the opportunity to get this job, presumably a couple times. I don't know if he got interviewed or not, um, but he, he, he wanted to do, you know, continue to build what he was building there. And, and so, yeah, I, I didn't Or think tear him. down, depending on what perspective you oh, have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, you know. Yeah, early in his career, he, he 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 made some mistakes. I don't think shutting down the wrestling team and the football team at UNO necessarily has to be viewed as a mistake. I think the mis- Oh, I don't think o- so. Yeah, I think the obvious mistake there is maybe how he conveyed that to the wrestling coach, and that'll, you know, mm. go down and in infamy as you know he called them right after they won the national championship so we're shutting down the program if yeah. he, ha- he you know he we all make mistakes and i'm sure he has learned a lot from that he seems like a very polished person um he always has and so uh you know if that's that's firmly in his past he's learned from it but yeah he's i think he's done a really good job at, at uno and it's so funny there it seemed to be on on social media some some negativity out there and it's like you know what this this is the guy so you don't really have a voice in it this is not a democracy yeah um the choice has been made and uh he seems thrilled and 
at this point we've had an insider we've had outsiders so you know i don't there's no obvious right choice to me but Mm -hmm. he seems like a polished professional what do you think it it's it's funny to me because i had completely forgotten of his uh i guess you could yeah like you were saying not necessarily mistakes but missteps (laughs) when he was at uno and it it just brought all that back i was like oh yeah because there were some people on radio that were complaining about it and i was like were you a student there when that happened i can't remember when did he start Uh, well i was gonna say here here's my take on the whole situation, I went to UNO for five years, Justin. Guess mm-hmm. how many football games I went to? <laughs> I didn't go to any football games. So, like, uh, people were upset, and I know that there were people who were very uh, committed and, and sad to see it go. I mean, like, if I go to campus, it does kind of bum me out seeing a soccer field in place of the football field, but it really had no effect on me and i would venture to say a vast majority of students at uno are either commuters or just not interested in sports and if they are they're paying attention to the huskers you know mm-hmm. so like you yeah yeah so i mean it it's rough like i i don't want to minimize that but I'll, at the same time like at this point it's literally ancient history in the terms of <laughs> like who and just like professionally who Trev Alberts is anymore. Like you were saying, maybe he was shaped by it, but like you cannot judge the man by something that happened. I mean, we're talking a decade plus ago, right? So I don't know. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be judged by the, you know, I don't want to be judged professionally by what I was doing 10 years ago. Do you? No. Ab- yeah. That absolutely that is that i think that's a really good point and i think that you know to steer a little bit towards big 10 media days is true of frost people some people have really negative opinion of him outside the outside of the the fan base and even within just because of all the losing um but i think there's been some real development and i thought we really saw that uh through his presentation through his his talking what he had to say Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess so. Just to land it there with with Trev, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, as I as I tweeted right after they announced the hire, I had a couple of posters hung prominently in my room growing up. <laughs> uh, one was of Brooke Baringer and one was of Trev Alberts. Uh, it was a, it was a Runza branded poster, and uh, so anyway, really cool, really cool to see him back. And uh, it sounds like he and Frost have communicated a lot. And Frost is really excited about him. He was kind of interesting because he was talking about how excited was he, as he was to have alignment and um, to have communication and have some things taken off his plate. Which I did see, yeah. I, I, so I'll full disclosure here. I, I did not get a chance to dive quite as deep into some of this stuff as I as I would have liked to this week. Um, but that was something that stuck out to me. Is Frost kind of seemed like he is going to be. Uh, unencumbered uh or rather you know he, he he's gonna have a lighter load in terms of things that are not related to football which has me kind of scratching my head so i don't know if you want to speak to that well yeah i i just thought you know i thought things were awesome with moose and mm-hmm. uh but then again he was <laughs> he retired early and he didn't want to so uh clearly you know there things weren't perfect and um Someone did ask Frost about about Moose, and he said, "Hey, I love. I'm always going to be Bill's friend, and 
Um, he, he said he said he was kind of cryptic, but he said Bill had to make some hard decisions and steered us through a tough time. And and so he was he was both positive of Moose, but also excited about the new opportunity presented by Trev Alberts. So, uh, I you know maybe we'll never know what all. Maybe you know someday we'll we'll hear more. But we still don't really know who leaked Polini's rant, and I thought that would have been <laughs> common knowledge by now. So maybe this becomes one of the great Husker mysteries. Didn't wasn't there theories that Polini was the one who leaked Polini's audio? <laughs> I have not heard that theory. Really? Oh yeah. I thought there were some people who were thinking he wanted to. He's like, I'm going to burn the whole thing down on my way out. <laughs> oh wow! No, I have not yeah. heard that crazy theory. Obviously, all speculation from the internet so do what you will with that so anyway i guess we're excited about trev alberts and it i just it sounds like he brings a real like professional administrator management dude perspective to this and and he's done it at you know a level just below and he's got processes and procedures and plans and 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 he and he also doesn't have the moose bravado, which I would say mm. if there's one thing that I think all of us were like visibly was a visible thing was was that. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he he's a little more circumspect. I thought which Frost honestly was, seems like a decent match for Frost. But anyway, well, yeah, sorry. Well, and well, and for Nebraskans in general, I think mm-hmm. we're kind of a circumspect circumspect people, except for maybe on social media. But then who isn't a little. <laughs> dumb on social media right right i do i feel like it's we're on brand again with a lot of things in the way that we are presented to the rest of the country and maybe some of that mudslinging will die i mean like who cares about the mudslinging at the end of the day like if people are gonna jump to conclusions about nebraska based on whatever uh, that's that's their decision but I, I do feel like within the state of nebraska this feels comfortable this feels right and um i don't know i the the word that comes to mind for me is understated you know yeah. and e- even in in the way that frost has kind of settled in as coach in year four here um there there seems to be a little bit of uh just kind of a an even keel that we're this equilibrium we're reaching now where it's like well you know i'm not much into slogans and i'm not going to make any promises we're just going to focus on fundamentals and and really dig in and and try to try to keep the process on track yeah i I finally got around to watching the the 55 minute portion Mm -hmm. where he just took questions and i would say to to just continue what you're saying he was very circumspect and i i heard him say like i'm not going to comment on that or i don't mm-hmm. have an opinion on that you know at more time many as maybe as many times in the past combined what am i trying to say he said it a lot and 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 he also talked about uh the the challenges of playing in the big 10 in a way that showed <laughs> real growth i thought i mean he talked about coming in from a, a league where you could get 90 plays in a game and and so then you can have some wasted plays but in this league you're gonna you know might only get 60 plays in a game and so you have to be a lot more efficient and effective and 
Um, so and and he talked about the three big things he preaches to his team every day are uh, eliminating mistakes. I think it was one of them, and then special teams and playing with toughness, and that if they can do that, they're going to win more games. Mm. Um, just and I tweeted this last night. I thought he just sounded like a Big Ten coach, mm. which uh, I feel like four or five, six years ago, if I had said that, I might have been condescending <laughs> to whoever I was referring to. But at this point in time, I mean, that's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. You want a coach who understands the challenges and understands or, you know, has a plan to to attack those challenges as opposed to uh, a guy who's only been a head coach for two years in a easier league and he came in and he had big ideas and big plans and they didn't work so anyway he's pivoted and so that's why i'm okay with the records that we've had because he's learning and right i don't well i don't want to say i'm okay with it but yeah yeah you know i'm okay with it provided that there is something that is learned from it <laughs> and people are really i've seen a few uh, predictions about where we're going to finish, and I mean fifth, sixth, mm-hmm. seventh in the Big Ten West. I mean people are people are down on Nebraska, so it feels like a really good time to surprise people. Right, right, to exceed expectations. And you know, I I think Frost himself didn't he mention something about that? Like we're we're ranked where we we need to be right now, where we're supposed to be. Yeah, what and we've if, earned. Yeah, and if that gives the kids a chip on their shoulder, well, I mean, like at this point. Uh, I hope none of the players at Nebraska feel like they're owed anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. no, you gotta you gotta earn your ranking this year. Um, nobody. Well, I mean, what weren't people saying that we were gonna win it all <laughs> in year two under Frost? Yeah, like, well, and he and he brought that up. He said, you know, we're picked fifth. We probably deserve that, but those preseason standings don't really much matter for much because we were we were picked first. A couple years ago for no good reason and and so we just got to earn it yeah i mean like that was certainly still in the midst of like the honeymoon uh with frost there because you know everybody's like well look at his year two (laughs) at the other school so year two here he's gonna do the same thing he's gonna make magic happen right we all we all bought into that a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh they talked a lot about the importance of this this first game against Illinois. I mean, it's. I think he used the word vital at one point. I mean, we we really need to start off strong. Just it's such a tough schedule. You got to get that that W. And also, we just have start, started poorly in the first three seasons mm-hmm. uh, under him. So it's nice to hear that that's a big focus because yeah, it's a, it's a tough schedule. Just as long schedule. as they don't like overhype it to themselves and get all worked up like we did for Colorado and like totally shoot ourselves in the foot for that game. Like that's the only thing I'm nervous about is I don't want them to make that game so important even though like two episodes ago in which you and I were talking about it that's kind of the way I referred to the game like calling it make or break Um, I'm just nervous that they're going to be like so amped up that the whole thing is just going to explode in their face you know Mm Mm-hmm. He said that because it's such an important game and it is a conference game which and a division game, all of which emphasizes the importance of it, that they might spend a little bit more time focusing just on that game mm-hmm. in their kind of fall camp uh, that they would do, So, but not a ton extra. Were they going to have like 
fat head cutouts of uh, <laughs> Repolima on their you know tackling dummies. That might be. Yep. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's such a weird thing. Like I, I'm trying to imagine him even in Illinois colors. It's it'll be weird. Well, back on the three, the three priorities that he mentioned. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry, um, special teams was one of them, and mm. and special teams did come up several times. And you and I, and everybody who listens to this podcast and is a fan of Nebraska, knows that special teams, uh, with the exception of field goals, have just been a huge liability. So um, he just continues to repeat that they've they've emphasized it, and they've he's seen a lot of progress, and he wants it to be a big priority, and he feels like they've got more depth. And they've got more experience, and so that can help. And that he also, speaking of experience, also talked about how he feels like their culture is established. And so now, uh, when you've got younger guys coming in, the older guys can can mm. show them the ropes, and that doesn't have to be the coaches saying this is how we do things. Instead, yeah. you know, the the elder players saying this is how we do things. So, yeah, that's really cool. Year four, I hadn't like we're you're gonna have seniors who started with Frost this year. That's weird to think about. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I don't, there were, I didn't feel like there was any major news. I thought it was just kind of like, it's Big Ten Media Days. I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me in trouble or get me made (laughs) fun of. I'm going to talk positively about my team, talk positively about the other teams. Uh, I guess he had some, he talked about name, image, and likeness. He talked about the opportunities, but he talked a lot about protecting the players. I thought was kind of the angle was a, was a it's a big opportunity, and we want to help these kids take advantage of it, but we want to help them make sure they don't get taken advantage of. Sure, that makes so a lot wasn't of out, sense. He wasn't out there like Nick Saban saying, "Yeah, I, want, I got a player who's nearly making a million bucks." <laughs> and, and in fact, they said like, "What?" I don't know what the question was. Something like, "What's your role?" And he's like, "I don't." I don't want to help people make connections. I don't want – I am the football coach, and that's mm. what I want to do, and I don't want to have any other role in it. So. And that's all I want. I mean <laughs> – That's probably oh, all man. I can have, but that's – yeah. One more thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really have much more to say. Have you been following conference realignment stuff? Okay, I need you to help me out. Uh been working all week, burning the candle at both ends. Um I I have seen, like, social media has gone insane the last few days. Uh, various memes have been created. Um, I heard Kansas wants to come to the Big Ten. I heard Texas and Clemson. I, he- I heard uh, weird things about Ohio State being eyed by the SEC. Like, all kinds of craziness. What the heck is going on, Justin? Well, I don't have any clear answers for you other than it, I think it's it started with reports that Texas and Oklahoma wanted to go to the SEC. And, you know, I exchanged a couple of messages with Kamir, who we had on the show earlier this summer. Uh, he's uh, with the Crimson and Cream Machine, a, a Oklahoma podcast. And, and his take was he was not surprised to hear about Oklahoma getting ready to leave the conference, but he was surprised that it was the SEC that mm. was the one that came up. So, um, To me, it I, does sound like a very Texas thing to do. Like, we're not happy with this conference that bent over backwards to make it exactly what we asked for it to be and did everything we ever asked for. We're going to go to this conference that's winning. 
It's like, you you made this bed, now you got to lie in it, you jerks. <laughs> yeah, you know, Oklahoma has had a lot of success uh, in the Big 12, you know, post-Big 8. Yeah. Texas was successful, but they have not been for a while. And uh, so they, they come with a lot of baggage. There's actually a great video of uh, Oklahoma and Texas trying to go through, like, uh, airport security to get into the SEC. And oh. they're like, Sorry, you, you got a lot of baggage there. We got to go through. It's with those with Texas. like SEC shorts things or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those. Love yeah, it. it was pretty clever. There's been a lot of them. So anyway, that one feels like it's got some legs. Like hmm. that could be, but at the same time, Texas A&M is flipping out because they don't want to be with Texas. And hmm. um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But then you also have just the idea that without those two juggernauts i mean what's left of the big 12 that's worth a darn um and so maybe it gets cannibalized so there's been reports about ku and iowa state exploring uh the big 10 and i don't i don't know what's real and what's not um i saw just a unlike not not a serious thing but here's what a super conference might look like and the idea of having a bunch of divisional games where driving to Wisconsin and Minnesota was like the farthest you have to go is really appealing to have a Kansas and an Iowa state um, accessible again for, Mm. for away games. I mean, that makes, I don't know, that would just be a cool, cool thing to have that back. And man, at that point, if these divisions get that much bigger, you really do start. I think you start putting up the years you win a, a division championship and treat that as a, though it's a conference yeah, championship. Yeah, for real. Hang, hang the banner for the division. Well, yeah, I mean, the way you were describing it at this point, it almost sounds like conferences within conferences. I mean, that's essentially what we're working with right now. Totally. With like, like how many schools does the Big Ten have right now? Like 25? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, so, three times bigger than the Big Eight. Okay, yeah, I'm so exaggerating, but yeah. It's weird, but... Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about it more uh, as this stuff. Maybe we'll have to get Kamir back on the show to hear his thoughts right before, right before that game. Yeah. When we play him, I when mean, the no. uh, when we have that SEC Big Ten matchup, Nebraska versus Oklahoma. <laughs> well, hey, dude, it's been great to touch base with you again. Um, it's starting to feel. I mean, heck, dude, we got one more week here, and we're in August. We got a oh game goodness. in August. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get these previews wrapped up. We gotta come up with our bold and wildly uh, inaccurate preseason predictions that we always make. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna say Nebraska's going twelve and zero this year, but we'll see what happens. Might don't get some Kool Aid in my system before then. Go with your heart, man. Go with your heart, Pedro. That's what I always do. All right. Uh, I say with that, let's let's say go Big Red and get out of here. Before we say go Big Red, I do want to remind everybody, Central Nebraska Buffalo, Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Uh, I always want to give those folks a plug at the end of our episodes. Um, And I've been kind of saying this. I've been settling into this phrase lately. When you support them, you support us. So if you like this podcast, we don't need you to – to sign up for our Patreon or our only Husker fans, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
just support our sponsors. That's the best way to support us because they do a great job of, uh, you know, having our back throughout the season. So that's one way you can show your support. So, yeah. If you want to leave cash tips on my porch, I'd accept that. I mean, like, yeah, if you want to Venmo me. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. How about we uh, land this plane? Go Big Red. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.